0: Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm good. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, it was a nice sort of entryway, David, into the start of the season. Tuesday just gave us two games of um, early, you know, 7 o'clock and then at 10 o'clock just to get you ready because, you know, watching a lot of games at once is a lot to get yourself back into. The players always talk about, oh, you know, we're finding our rhythm and getting back into it. Well, we have to get back into rhythm, too, of watching 8 million games at once. So two on the first night, 12 on night two to get you really primed and ready to go. Tonight, we go back to two. There's a night TNT doubleheader, and then we'll have a, a bunch of, on Friday and Saturday over the weekend. Uh, I want to start with the Nuggets and Lakers. You know, it's was a rematch of the Western Conference Finals. It was ring night for the, for the Denver Nuggets. And teams on ring night tend to play poorly sometimes because, as David often says, you know, human beings, when you're on top, natural inclination is to relax and feel good about life. Those rings, by the way, did you see them? Man, oh, yeah. oh my god, they're huge. <laughs> did they say how much each one costs? I don't recall, I, I'm sure they did, I just don't remember how much. It
1: was. I, I spoke to, uh, I'm, I'm curious now because uh, one of my pledge brothers was mm-hmm. uh, a high high ranking executive with the Red Sox when they won two different World Series rings. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on the financial side and he said they bought 500 rings. Uh, and he gave me the price and so it wasn't as expensive as i thought i mean I, I purchased some rings more expensive than that but i have a feeling i misunderstood what he said because <laughs> i don't think it was as cheap as what he made it out to be but this was also years ago it was like 50 when the red sox went last a while ago yeah because that ring like what would you guess that ring cost uh, how many years ago no 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 the ring was oh. in denver it's anywhere
0: between 50 and a hundred thousand dollars
1: right so we are not talking about that number so okay that makes sense to me yeah that ring looked really impressive oh yeah. my god i'm like and did you see Jokic staring at it like <laughs> it was like it was one of his next horses like that, <laughs> this thing like what? or he was thinking how much can i how many horses can i get for this yeah <laughs> he, he, he goes back
0: home to Sombor and he's like i really like that horse I don't want to use my own money. Would you like this championship ring? <laughs>
1: yeah. my, my, I, on the subject, we we uh, we have this before, but on the subject of human nature, my son played for a really horrendous high school coach. Like one of the most, one of the worst coaches imaginable. Uh, only we only were good because I'm just being honest. I brought in all my assistants, and we kind of ran everything, which was great because this guy had no interest in coaching anyway. He won his first ever district title in twenty thirty five years, whatever it was, thirty years probably. Naturally because we we coached the shit out of these guys. And then when he won, we beat an incredible team that had two Big Ten players at guard. After we we, uh, won the district, now we're playing for the state. You know, you're moving in the Mm -hmm. state playoffs. He gave our whole team, like, district championship shirts (laughs) before the game, like... (laughs) What are you like, doing? The season's not over yet. <laughs> no, we celebrate after it's over. And naturally we got upset. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, he, I think he wanted to be done. He got his what, right. one only district that will ever win in his life. He's already right. been retired. And, retired. and uh, I just thought, I, right, geez, you don't understand. Like, no, you got to keep them hungry, so that's why very often you don't win. There's also because the other team's really good too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they played a really good Lakers team with a guy named LeBron James, who looked He's pretty, pretty amazing mm-hmm. in some parts anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this is how humans tend to go after it's why you don't play a game right after a parade, and then you're right, <laughs> that's, that's a guaranteed loss, I think. Yeah, come on.
0: <laughs> um, it was, it was funny because AD at media day, was talking a lot of talk. He was like, oh, the Nuggets, they talked a lot. We get it, y'all won. But like, you know, I was talking to LeBron, and we said, oh, man, we can't wait to play those guys. Every time it got asked, LeBron, do you have motivation now? After what was said, he's like, you know, I find my own motivation, but, you know, we circled it, whatever, all this. Like, to me, it seemed kind of contrived. I was like, really? Is This what we're actually doing? Like, is there really like the Nuggets, you know, trash talk is getting you guys motivated? Like, here's how I view all this stuff. If you win, you get to do all the talking you want. That's that's how the rules go. Until somebody else beats your ass, then you can't say nothing because you got your ass beat. Like that's how I always viewed it. So the Nuggets can talk all they want. And honestly, they really haven't talked. What actually happened was when during the parade, they introduced Michael Malone as the Los Angeles Lakers daddy. Malone didn't say that. Whoever the right. freaking MC of the parade was right. said that. Right. And then it turned into a whole thing. By the way, did you hear the Nuggets crowd chanting "Who's your daddy?" to the Lakers? At the, no, at the, dude, I know, that that's was quite funny. nice. I,
1: uh, I knew I knew about none no. of these things you were saying. <laughs> Nothing, and I, had I mean, no idea.
0: and as you know, n- none of this stuff actually has any bearing on the players playing well or playing poorly. It's just extra fodder for you know for for talking about the uh, the the excitement and the atmosphere around the game. But I thought it was funny. But on the floor. You know, David, the Nuggets were champions for a reason, right? Because, as you said so eloquently in the chat, well, we know the Nuggets starters are better than the Lakers starters. They proved that last year, and they proved it again uh, in that game, in that fourth quarter when the game was still pretty close. Um, the Nuggets ran five straight possessions where they scored 12 points and got and drew a foul. And I was like, well, that seems like the game to me. Like, these guys know what they're doing, and they have continuity. Um, and you, you brought up an interesting stat uh, earlier about how many teams – have the same exact starting lineup as the last game they played last season.
1: I know the Nuggets for sure is one. Don't know how many others have that. Well, certainly of the contenders, um, I mean, Miami, uh, you know, they lost important players. Mm -hmm. Um, The Lakers had Westbrook for a long period of time, obviously, not at the end. Uh, The Denver just, you know, Denver looks like we thought they'd look. I'm concerned about mm-hmm. their bench. They mm-hmm. have all season to figure it out. I do think that uh, Mike Malone all summer could have been talking to his team about when, uh, when Tim Duck was in the league, you know, his spurs were always right there and won five times, I think five. Mm-hmm. When uh, LeBron was the world's best player, you know, blah, blah, blah. Steph Curry, Warriors, mm-hmm. look what happened. Well, we had the misfortune of Jamal Murray being hurt. But we've had the best player in the world now for three for three years. We've got one ring. He's in his prime. Like, guys, we should be winning championships. Now, we can't win them tomorrow. We don't right. play the, we don't play that game until June. Mm-hmm. In order to get there, our bench has to develop. We've got to develop more continuity from our second group. We've got to find ways to rest our starters with the second unit playing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that they don't get worn down. But we should all be thinking if we don't make it back to the finals and win, we have let, let ourselves down. Yeah. That should be infused into their bloodstream. Yeah, like we should be winning this championship again. Yeah, because he's the best player in the world. No. And he's right. Uh, if, he do- I, if he's doing that, he's right.
0: I think you're 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 dead on there, and I think that's. The, I mean, I don't I don't know this for sure, but that's got to be the mindset, right? Jokic is 28; he's in his prime, and he has a game, David, that I think because
1: of the way he plays will age well. Um, Everyone always says that Gerard, and I I understand it. Uh, we should talk to Henry about this. Okay. Your, your point is, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you're fine. Your point, though, is he doesn't rely on athleticism. Correct.
0: Okay. Well, so, no, he did, not the kind that everyone he's can recognize. Jumping at all of that. Yeah, yeah. He
1: is. He is very nimble. Correct. Uh, One of my one of my favorite writers in the country texted me this morning. She's uh, probably trying to do an article on him. It sounds like to me. Louise, yeah, I gave her some advice on her on him before, and she was asking like like he seems to be, he moved really well and um and I said yeah he's Quickness and tight speed. Quickness is speed in tight spaces. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to win a lot of ninety-four yard, ninety-four dashes. Although he won one, at least you were talking at about at least against AD. <laughs> but um, he's very nimble. Um, but uh, what I have found is uh, when players are just athletic enough, but super skilled and all of that, and they lose that step. They're in big trouble. Mm. There is a difference, though, yes. with seven-footers. Yes. So, uh, he, so he doesn't have to be so nimble at that size. The guards and wings, trouble. Real trouble. Shane Battier was out of the league fast. Mm-hmm. He couldn't move anymore. Um, so, yes, Jokic, uh, as long as he doesn't decide to just run off in the sunset, which to me, if anyone's going to be like Jim Brown, it might be him, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. who retired in his prime in a sense. But there's no reason to think it's happening anytime soon.
0: No. I mean yeah. he's so he's in, he's on one uh Supermax extension right now. Maybe he does one more and then he's like, All right, I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> or 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 he feels like if they if they keep willing if they continue to uh, want to pay me this kind of money, mm-hmm. man, I can buy a lot of horses. <laughs> at some point that'll stop. Yeah. At some point you won't you'll never make that same money again right. ever. Right. And so make it when you can. Yeah. Right? Smoke yeah. when you got them.
0: No, I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, you mentioned him uh, beating uh, AD at least once, and I think yeah. at least twice yeah. I saw that happen. You mentioned in our Substack chat, by the way, uh, congr- uh, thank you to everyone who watched us on Substack. We'll do more of that again. Substack does know some of the issues that the chat had with the conversations not being chronological. I'm sure they will fix it, um, but when something we'll do in the future. David, you said um, – I can almost guarantee that Jokic and AD aren't in great shape yet. And I was like, well, clearly, and also AD, like, I mean, Jokic beat you down the floor twice. Like he just ran. It wasn't even like he just ran and you were walking or jogging. I was like, well, that's not a good sign to me for someone who LeBron said in the preseason, we need AD to be that guy. Not not a great start if you're going to be that guy.
1: Yeah, for, first of all, you're right about all that. Um, the conditioning thing is interesting. I, teams, I think, are, are not great at getting guys in great shape. There's lots of reasons behind it that we, we don't have to waste our time with now. Um, the, the season normally takes care of that. Remember, we we think of the NBA games as practices because they don't practice a whole lot. Correct. So that's what the games are. Uh, and, but this is game one, so they haven't had that luxury. And preseason isn't the same thing for obvious reasons. So I think, and this is something I do with the players that I deal with, uh, you got to get sh- in shape on your own. Uh, I've got a couple of guys that are not in the rotation for their teams, and I've told them you cannot expect that your team will keep you in great shape because there's going to be a game coming up where someone's going to get hurt or foul trouble or whatever, and you're going to play 35 minutes. And if you suck because yeah. you're exhausted, you're back out of the rotation. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to do the extra cardio, the versa climber, the bike, whatever in addition to on-court stuff, right. so that you stay ready all season. This is what I'm, 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 I'm telling them. Um, there are players in the NBA that, whose agents find them speed coaches and footwork coaches, uh, I, I fitness guys, strength guys on their own. So um, AD looked out of shape to me. I Jokic did too, actually. Um, but it, for it, Jokic, I understand it a little bit more uh ad they, they should be hunting not, they're not the hunted correct um but whatever he'll probably be in shape very soon i would think but for now uh you, you, they're not going to win many games where he scores no points after half time yeah that was yeah. i was like i was like i was dumbfounded by that zero points in the second half
0: um david one team that we know takes training camp seriously and gets people ready is the miami
1: heat <laughs> that's one yeah. that, those guys are conditioned and in shape i know that as a fact Although it did not help them, almost blow a big lead Detroit. The, yes. Kate Cunningham, I don't think Ooh. that's even on your thing. Yeah, 30. Kate was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Kate was good. I watched the game. Miami just stopped competing, more or less. They stopped really fighting for good shots, but they're going to be fine. You know what I wonder about that? So maybe
0: um, the reason why the Lakers didn't – we don't know this for sure, but we're just assuming – didn't go too hard in training camp is to preserve um, LeBron for sure, although he looks spry in many moments of the game, not on defense, but on offense. Yeah. uh, yeah. It's because AD is injury prone. And they were like, you know, let's kind of gauge our way. And we know 82 games, he'll get in shape by like game 10 or whatever the number
1: is. And and the load management war that the league is decided to wage against the NBA. So yes, you're right. So do you think that because Miami
0: goes so hard in training camp that, it has its negative returns early in the season, but around the all-star break and after, they're fine. They're good to go. That's when you're like,
1: oh, look at Miami coming out of nowhere. I, I do think that's a very good thing, although Jimmy didn't didn't do anything. He's been out for a while, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it absolutely could be the case. Um, I also think they're going to play a good amount of guys and try to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, junior, uh, it's, it's definitely a problem. Yeah, he looks good. It's a problem in college where guys um, – I could just see it watching some early season games when I do watch it, that their legs are a little dead and you just know they've gone through hell. And then once the season starts, they tend to kind of slow that thing down a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to Henry, but you mentioned the war on load management. And there's a doctor, Dr. Joyner, who is at the Mayo Clinic, like world-renowned yeah. physiologist, published in a gajillion articles, ESPN. Henry's interviewed him a bunch. Tom Haberstroh's interviewed him a bunch. And he talks about, you know, if he was a czar of the NBA... You know, you're looking at a bunch of factors that cause fatigue, right? And it's you know, sleep, it's length of season, all all these various things, and the loads, right, the on on the body. Um, and he said, if it was up to me, now as NBA's are, no more than five loads over any two week period, right? So that's over 14 days. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is what we've been saying, right? Like that makes sense. And we know in the NBA, you're doing probably six to seven loads over a 14 day period.
1: Sometimes sometimes, sometimes eight, yes. Yeah, but it's really, there's not that much difference. Uh, my point is this when I say that uh, the science is the science. If it's five, it's five. Mm-hmm. So if you're at seven on average, so cut it down to five. I agree. <laughs> you know, just it shouldn't, we, it's just, it's not. Yeah, so five would be uh, one midweek game over two weeks, mm-hmm. two midweek games a month. Mm-hmm. And uh and then you know, play your play your weekends, whatever. You you could make it happen. Of course you could make yeah. it happen. We we know this, David. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this clip
0: go uh, that was that went viral from the game. So it was during a timeout um in the third quarter, I want to say. So among the time when the Lakers were Was this
1: LeBron, D'Angelo Russell? Yes. And yeah. as you mentioned, um the Lakers were in this game, even though they ended they lost losing yeah, in the they, end. They cut it to three in the mm-hmm. second half. I think three once, maybe five once, and, and Denver just made a tough shot and, and and got the lead bigger.
0: And D'Lo said, you know, we got to get it going in the pick and roll. And LeBron's like, not just the pick and roll, like also when you get to the elbow because if you give it to me at the elbow, I see everything. And I'm like, that's what my eyes was like. Yeah, what do you see, LeBron, when you're at the elbow? And it reminded me of Jokic, right, operating and, operating at the elbow. That's just yeah. those those super brain process guys. They can. I got it. This is a great spot for well, me. And,
1: and when you're in the that's so think of the court being cut three ways. So imagine I'm on one free throw line. Mm-hmm. I'm, I imagine I have long arms. I'm Victor Wembanyama, <laughs> so I can I can reach each free throw line and paint it up mm-hmm. the court. So now I've got three long thin rectangles. You have the middle third, and then the flanks on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in the middle third, which is the elbow, pretty much is on either <laughs> side. Everything is one pass away. And the rim is one dribble away and a quick pass, right? I can do a quick touch pass there. I can find any three-point shooter anywhere. I literally sent that clip of LeBron to a player of mine who's the best player on his team because I want him to get more elbow touches. And this is, it's not just me saying, LeBron's saying the same thing. Uh, But D'Lo, I forget exactly what he said, but when when LeBron was first saying it, D'Lo's answer was something about how the rim's so close. That's one reason why too, meaning help can't get there in time. LeBron decides to, to locomotive to the rim. You can't bring help at time. Well, you right. can't in the three point line though. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. So this is where this isn't rocket science. When I was a high school coach in the summertime, when I used to coach camps all summer, I was always I used to back screen, ball screen, or back screen cross screen to get the ball to my best athlete in the middle of the court, mm-hmm. right at the nail or so. Mm-hmm. He back then um, he he couldn't shoot threes. So this uh, this one particular player, in particular, I did a lot for. He would back screen for someone. So you have to threat, you have to worry about the lob, mm-hmm. and then I said a cross screen for him with the guy that can really shoot whatever. But I really want to get the ball to my best player's hands, right in the middle of the court. Yep, everything's one pass away, mm-hmm. and the rim is one dribble away. Yes, and then
0: literally the next play, right, right, right after that, they run an action pick and roll, and LeBron's at the elbow. Instead of giving it to LeBron like we did, they just talked about Lowe decides, eh, I'm going to take a step back three instead. Bad idea. <laughs>
1: of course, he didn't make yeah, it. <laughs> I didn't know if it was a <laughs> step back or not. I had a little different opinion, Gerard. First of all, I looked at LeBron. I really am proud of LeBron. No reaction. He didn't. He wasn't like, oh, what's this guy yeah, do? And, and and I promise you, I, I started even games last night. Game one, I saw a couple of guys with their hand on their knees. Like, oh, man, is he going to shoot it? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Already there's some probably on one of those teams after having the the, the players only meeting already. <laughs> So, LeBron didn't do that. He didn't. My, my attitude is, my, D'Angelo Russell is the sneakiest best offensive player in the league in the last five years that no one knows right. about. When I say best, I mean in that elite. Right. Have you looked at what his EPM was, for example? Yeah, he's very and, good Very good offensive. He's pretty good. Very good. And and so good. He has his flaws. Mm-hmm. And he didn't shoot well uh, that, Tuesday night in that game, Tuesday. No, no, no. Yeah, you could criticize that shot if you want. I didn't care so much that LeBron was saying, you've got to get to me next position. If he had said, get to me next right. position, I'd have, been, I'd have been a little more pissed. Right. But um, it, it, it is something to watch as the Lakers play on. Are they executed? Because I, I think Darvin Ham's not doing a great job still. Yeah. I still don't like their identity. I, I, st- I don't know why they decided to change their Frank Vogel system where we had AD at the four. All the other guys they played at the 5 pretty much out of the league or barely playing. It's just been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's pulverize teams in the paint. Yeah. Instead, they're going AD at the 5, and they're just not big. They're not powerful. Yeah. I don't know what their identity is. Uh, they're loaded with talent. Austin Reeves was not good. He was not. He he will be good. He is a great player. Uh, Hachimura is a disappointment. We'll see how things go with them. Gabe Vincent's got to figure out his new role. This ain't Miami, Gabe. (laughs) This is not a well-scripted situation. This is not a franchise that everyone really respects in terms of how they process through stuff. And so you're on your own now, buddy. Figure it out. Because I don't think they're going to figure it out for you. That's my assessment anyway.
0: No, I I think you're right there. Um, I also, you know, I I think Denver – I mean, Denver's a bad matchup for a lot of people. Let's just call it what it is. But I think uniquely this Lakers team, they just present a lot of problems that – because like every every great player presents problems to everybody, right? The question is, how many of those can I solve? Um, and it seems like the Lakers have less of them than they can solve for whatever reason. Maybe it works out over time. We'll see. I want to go back to your point about the nail, right? and Or the elbow, excuse me, and being in the yeah. middle, middle of the yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you also said in our Substack chat, you'd love to see the processing speed and tested of Nikola Jokic and Tom Brady, right? These elite guys, Chris Paul, LeBron, whoever you want to say, because they have such amazing pattern recognition because of the repetitions, these guys are in their late 30s. So they've seen a billion things in the NBA over and over and over again. They know it all. So the ability to be at the best place where everything is one pass away, and I know I have a reference point for everything. That's what makes that spot so dangerous for them, right? Because it's just like, I know you coming from here. I know exactly where the open man is. And if we have continuity as a team, I know where my guy is going to cut into or move into to get an open or easy shot. It's a beautiful thing to watch.
1: It's also, it's not just about um, knowing who's going to be open, although that does help a lot. Because how do you know if you don't know what the defense is going to do, which you, you don't always know that. So the, if you watch the game with me, for example, I would pause it when Jokic does his three reads in the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. Like Brady, in in quarterback, and I played the position I did play, um, here's your check down. Everyone knows the check downs. Here's the first guy I went and reading from there, bounce, bounce, bounce down. Uh, Well, you have to do it fast in football. You have to do it faster in basketball. It's just a shorter space. Brady's pre-snap before anybody's moving, whereas Jokic's got to do it while people are moving. Correct. Exactly right. So, exactly right. So, Jokic will... Have the ball, and you could see it, check one, two, three. He's checking his first one. Oh, that's covered. Second one, okay, that means third one's going to be there. He can just throw it. Yeah. Um, he's amazing at it. LeBron's amazing at it. Chris Paul is amazing at it, right? So good. These guys just – because it's not just knowing ahead of time. You're really playing three-dimensional chess. You're really playing uh, – I, I don't play chess at that level, but I'm sure there are chaos creators as chess players. You're not going to get the read on me. You have to read me as I'm doing it live. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the game is played.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, there's so much involved in the game and it's, yeah, it's, it's so beautiful to watch. So, so beautiful. Uh, the second game, Suns, Warriors. Uh, the Suns turned the ball over a ton in that game. KD did not shoot well. Suns still won. Um, Curry was in foul trouble in that game. You know what I stuck out to me, David? One, I mean, this is something we always know on the Warriors side. When Draymond doesn't play, they really miss him. That's an obvious, and everybody knows that. And not just defensively on offense as well. Just and it feels like, why wow, Draymond doesn't score? It doesn't, it's not about him scoring. It's just how he initiates everything, gets things moving, screens all all the things that he does for them is so wonderful. And that that continuity of Steph, Clay, Draymond, it's missing one of their guys, right? So it's not functioning in that perfect manner that 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 it does. Um, on the Sun side, I mean, this is no surprise all NBA first team two years ago. Devin Booker is so good. Like he was, he really is good. And I think, and this is coming from a KD lover. I think Book is the number one guy on that team. And that's fine. I think that's actually good. He's 27.
1: I'm, I'm told KD that. That's okay.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's fine because let's rest those 35 year old ligaments and let Book be the guy. Cause we're going to need you. If we want to win, you are going to have to be good in April, May, and June. So let the young guy do his thing. Book was just, Phenomenal on both ends. I thought um, on Tuesday night.
1: I didn't watch the game so closely, um, I, and I got caught up with, with uh, all the games last night, so I didn't really go back to it much. But I mean, I saw enough. Um, and Beal didn't play. And Beal didn't play. Yep. And, and the, the other takeaway I had is Wiggins didn't finish the game. No. For Golden State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kirk kind of took a shot at him. Oh, and and, po- and post game, what did he say? I didn't see. It's, it. it's mainly I. I I forget exactly, but it was more of a just he went with the guys that were defending. And uh, I think I'm right when I say that. And Kaminga played. Played well. He did. Yes. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, You're right about, about uh, uh, Book. Draymond being needed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh Looney looks heavier to me. I'm mm. disappointed to say that. Uh, and I'm a big fan. Uh, he's got to be better. Uh But Phoenix is going to be – I've been – I, those are my two favorites to win the West regular season right there. But not if Wiggins doesn't play well and Looney's heavy. Um, Phoenix is going to be dynamite offensively when Beale's back. Dynamite. I, I think so too. Yeah, they're um, going to be really good. And and, I like Frank Vogel a lot.
0: And they had, yes, the Warriors had a 40 point third quarter because, you know, shit like that happens. But the, the Suns had. Always, always. Right. That's, you know, the Suns the had third two, quarter, yeah. two quarters, the second and the fourth, where they held the Warriors under 20 points. The Warriors scored less than 20 points twice in the basketball game. Look, that's, if, if their offense is elite, which we know it will be when all three of them are playing, if they're playing Denver Nuggets-level defense from last season, they're going to be pretty good and pretty tough to beat the Phoenix Suns. So that'll be interesting to watch watch going forward. And, you know, I think the, the turnovers, oh, I have to mention this. Josh Okie was incredible in that game. Just all the things that, like, you know, that don't make Sports Center highlights, right? Like all the rebounding, tip balls, getting drawing fouls on Steph Curry, like breaking up the timing of all, like all the things that no one recognizes. They're kind of like, oh, dead ball, whatever. Because someone in that team's got to do it. It ain't going to be those three big guys. So someone else has got to be a disruptor, a willing defender, diving on the floor for all that. Someone has to do it. And I thought Koji was excellent. I think he had the highest plus minus in the game, if I'm not mistaken, from, from the team.
1: Yeah, you know I don't care about plus minus in any one game. It, it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't necessarily mean it's not accurate. It just doesn't also right. necessarily mean it is accurate. Here is my issue with the Koji. We talked about this going back to last mm-hmm. year. Um, who's going to guard him in the playoffs? That's correct. The Warriors did correct. not at the end of that game, and he yeah. hit a three and made him pay. Yeah. If and he does so that consistently, correct, that changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone. You got to have players that that are, have force are going to be guarded. Yep. And so they, they can't just hide out. And so, yeah, he's he's athletic and does a lot of little things. Um, Phoenix is, like, if they win the West, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. I think they, I had him second. They
0: do, as you've mentioned before, they have a NERC problem, which I agree with you 100% on. He
1: looked good, though. He was good.
0: It, yeah, he, 13, yeah. 14
1: rebounds. but make, I Make think. threes and rebound will help. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. And when they go small and put Katie at the five in the playoffs, which they will, I'm sure, uh, a number of times. That'll kind of make things a little bit different for that team. But anyway, yeah. that, that that was a fun game. Uh, David, I was in Brooklyn last night. Um, Nets, Cavaliers, great game. What a great best game! game of the day, I thought. Yes, best game of the, of the night last night. <laughs> Here's my takeaway: Cam Thomas can still score. <laughs> that's a thing.
1: Oh, yeah, thirty six. Yep, he's still pretty and efficiently too. Yeah, he's still very good at scoring. <laughs> my takeaway was a little bit different, although that's <laughs> impressive. Um, uh, Isaac Okoro is coming. You all. He, yes, was good. And I'm like, if he was, he was not a bad shooter last year. Right. He they, they played fast. He had a lot of race outs, um, shot well. That's a, and they, Jared Allen didn't play. You did not. But uh,
0: J.B. <laughs> ahead of the game was talking about, uh, oh, who's playing? He's like, I don't know yet. You know, coaches did that thing. we're like, coach, the game tips and like. Uh, yeah. is he back? Do they, what's wrong with um, him? It's, it's a foot thing. And they want to get him a practice yeah. in before they, before they, and okay. since, no, no one ever practices. It's, it's going to be Makes a little sense. bit of time before, before they yeah. get him back. Oh, the second thing I have, my other observation from that game is Evan Mobley too toolsy. And what I mean by too toolsy is when you're talented and can do lots of things, I feel like sometimes that can overload your brain and you then don't become good at any really
1: elite at any one thing. Call that the Lamar Odom problem. <laughs> okay. I mean that. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Who, like all MVP level talent.
0: Cause you, I see it. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy can do, but I'm like, but why are you not making an impact on this game? Like what, what is not happening here? I don't, and I don't know why. And then maybe it's because too much, you can do too much. Like, can you just play elite defense and that's it and not worry about anything else right now. And it's
1: just comes and goes, you know, it's very strange, very strange. It's why I talked about um, using Victor as a Duncan Robinson kind of player Mm -hmm. And not as a KD guy. It takes a while to learn how to. You, you you're said it right. You want to learn how to win possessions, and then you can increase. Right, your thing. When, when um, you may have heard me say this before. I may have even written about this in, in my book. Um, when you pack for a vacation, you don't pack that which you covet. Mm-hmm. When you saw in the store mm-hmm. when I first wrote the book, there were catalogs. Mm-hmm. Um, no one uses catalogs too much anymore. A little mm-hmm. bit. You pack what um, own. You pack what you, only what you own. You have to own it. can't just covet it. And so um, I think there's a process to this. And you I you know, think of yourself as an adult, and I've done this speech a lot to young players. You don't start out wearing the the, the fancy clothes, nope. the, the expensive clothes. Work to that. You, you do the basics, right? It mm-hmm. takes some time. Uh, build your wardrobe out, and then you can splurge. Um, Evan needs to do that. Yeah. He, he's, he's got a lot of gifts. Yeah. But- uh, you, you a lot of these guys. The biggest problem with NBA players is most of them are out there hooping. There's not a lot of uh, planning, mm-hmm. str- strategic uh, uh, thinking. How do I impact these possessions? Uh, the best coaches make them do that. Mm-hmm. The best coaches force them to think about how can I best impact this possession. If I have a player that's six foot ten, agile, can dribble, can shoot got some strength uh and can play every position on the court pretty much i'll remind them the best thing you can ever do is knock someone's ass down under the rim catch the ball and go dunk it you'll never dribbled it took you one second Mm -hmm. not even that yeah make them defend that Mm -hmm. every chance you get and i i gave this one player that's similar to that an example of Every time you go under a Damon Lillard ball screen, he's shooting the three every time. Every now. So every time a big cat doesn't just pummel a guard or a wing under the rim, ceiling, screening, ceiling, whatever, they've let them off the hook, just like Dame would let someone off the hook by going under a screen mm-hmm. when he's in range. There's a mindset to that. So Mobley has a number of areas where he could be elite at. Mm-hmm. He should be absolutely trying to hammer those every time. And then the other stuff will come. And I just don't, he probably isn't doing that. I tell you who is getting better at that is Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. Same class. My two favorite players in the mm-hmm. class. It's starting to come for Scotty a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, the part is because Darko's given the ball. Yeah. Um, the ball's in his hands more, but he's a big, powerful guy. And that's really going to help him a lot.
0: Yeah. No, I, it, I love that. Love your breakdown on that. All right, guys, we'll be back after a brief commercial break. Stay tuned. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, Depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist therapists from my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash All right, moving on. Wemby time. Uh, David, Wemby had some foul trouble yesterday. Yeah, I watched. Um, and, you know, that's going to happen to young players and players in the league. It's, you know, it's basketball. Shit happens. Um, and I put in, in the doc, when, when I'm up out of trouble is spurtability. Shout out to uh, Clark Kellogg uh, of College Basketball fame. It's one of his favorite phrases. I remember. Spurtability. Um, and I, it, it why I said spurtability is pretty obvious was that fourth quarter sequence where I was like, Jesus. All of a sudden, you went from six points, non-factor in the game to, shit, he's up to 15, and now the Spurs are up by three. I was like, whoa, what happened? And the way he moves and his fluidity, uh, all the gifts he has, again, a toolsy guy, right? Um, incredible. I don't, I, I know pop is not going to let him pack that, which he covets. He's going to be like, no, 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 you're, you're good at these things. Let's start with what you're good at. As you say, they don't run a ton of stuff for him um, ever. Um, they did run a couple things for him uh, in the fourth. Pop did say, and that's what, what led to those points. I thought post game, there was some really interesting quotes. Um, this is from Pop. One of the toughest things for a player to, uh, is to get into foul trouble. You never get into rhythm and you're in and out of the game and that sort of thing. I thought his maturity showed, even at a young age, where he came in with the last seven minutes and just played. We ran some stuff for him. He executed where a lot of guys would have been totally out of it because they were in foul trouble. They didn't get any rhythm. I thought he, he had a wonderful outing considering that. And then something Victor said about what, because I'm going to ask him in the post game press, or were you frustrated with the foul calls and and. You know, there seem like to be a couple of times where you were open to the post in the first quarter, especially, and your teammates didn't get you the ball. They missed you. He's like, well, especially or not, like I can't go to the bench and hang my head. I got to be up and be positive for my teammates. I know you love that kind of thing. Now, it's only game one of 82. We'll see how over the years what happens. But I just love that that mindset from him. Like, yeah, you know, things happen in a basketball game, but he didn't let it bother him in that fourth quarter. He came back in. They ran stuff. He did what he had to do had our block uh late like just some really cool stuff and i was like all right young man i mean it's not surprising because everything we've read and heard about him is that that's who he is i hope that continues and it you know takes him his
1: whole career so i'm not a betting man but i would put my entire fortune on the line on the i the idea of the bet of uh, whether or not he's played with someone before that didn't throw him the ball when he was opening the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time to big man, yeah? Every big man knows that story because <laughs> guards are stupid or whatever. <laughs> guards are stupid. Yeah, he's, he's seen it before, you know? <laughs> what I always tell players is if the coach doesn't say anything ever, but now you got to speak up. Right. You're hoping the coach does something I imagine pop will mm-hmm. at the right time. Um, I think the Spurs are really, they're just trying to figure out, not just Victor, they're just yeah who who are we going to be in the next three to five years and let's start there's some things that are foundational good to great passes Mm -hmm. carry about defense that kind of thing they got to work on all that i don't think they care about winning this year i really don't i Mm. think i don't think i don't think they'd mind it last year they minded it this year i don't think i don't think so interesting they're they're experimenting jeremy so so shan Mm -hmm. at the one i think that's a mistake i don't think it'll last long um Mm. But it's interesting to see, and it doesn't mean you can't get away with some minutes of it right. and just be a huge team. Yeah, With Devin Vassell as a two, played really well, I thought, last night. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, Victor's fouls were – he had one where he was just posting up, but his elbow is at Grant Williams' head. That's also something he's dealt with before. Mm-hmm. It's just not as frowned upon in Europe. Right, right. They don't mind that as much. He'll, he'll get used to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys are getting into his body some. Uh, referees also have to get used to – appreciating him, him. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's all gonna come uh that's why you can't care so much about winning if you're pop because your team's gonna it's gonna take a year to figure victor out not just themselves so, but the referees too
0: but I, I like what you said if you're pop not caring about winning and it's different because pops been through it all yeah. see it all but you want victor and the players to care about winning
1: oh you play you try to win every game possible yeah you just recognize it's it's this is not uh, in the next five years this will be our worst year like, that's that's almost a given, minus real tragic injury. Mm-hmm. So let's just try to figure stuff out. Uh, Henry likes to ask this, um, who's going to be on the team when they're contending? Well, so we I look we know Victor team. will be
0: in Devin we know those two. <laughs>
1: someone, I, they just paid Devin, and he is, the, is young, mm-hmm. perfect candidate to play with Victor, not a guy that's selfish, and that's it. That's it. We have no idea who else might be on that team. Jeremy's got a shot. Mm-hmm. Because you can play a non-shooter, he. I think he made two or four threes yesterday. Yeah. I think that's right. That's he's not been a good shooter before. We'll see what happens this year. Uh, game one was fine, um, but you can play a non-shooter at any position when you're big shoots like Victor, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> guy we think will shoot like Victor. Yep. He's not been a good. He was not a good shooter last year, but um, yeah, they're in a good spot. De- but Dallas. We're going to get to, do you want to get to Derek now
0: or do you want to wait? Oh, uh, wait one second because I do want to say, because you mentioned Vassell and he's gonna he and Victor yeah. are for sure gonna be on the team yeah, when they I get think that. so. So this is Vassell post-game. We're all figuring each other out. We're all figuring out Wemby. He's figuring us out. We just gotta figure out how to play as a team and make sure that the game is easy for him and he doesn't have to do too much as he has to do in an ISO situation, just getting him easy lobs, easy looks at the rim to get him going. He demands so much attention. If they double team him, we have to be able to cut and make certain plays out of that. And I think that was just a, a right, smart answer for him to say, right? He's so big and tall at seven four. there are ways to get him easy. I mean, if he's around the rim, he's going to get easy putbacks and tip-ins because ain't nobody jumping up there with him because he's so big, right? And then if they run, like you said, the Duncan Robinson stuff, simple things for him, really easy, none of the KD stuff because you don't own that yet, little easy. I think they'll be just fine if, if they work and play off. That. And if those two develop the right chemistry because we know they are going to be the future of the team, that's, that's a win. Then they're,
1: they're cooking with gas. I, I really love that. Uh, I've heard great things about Victor. I know Devin's an amazing guy. I've heard great things about Victor, too. I, one of his agents is a friend of mine and um, uh, just says the best. I know some guys that are playing with Victor. They're just, just a really great guy. The figuring out thing, you've said like three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a player tell me recently he lost. He's on the second unit, and they lost in practice to the first unit. The first unit had two old but very, very good players, accomplished players. And um, my player was frustrated, and the two veterans said, "You don't understand. Like two of us are two of the smartest dudes on the planet when it comes to basketball, and you're playing with young, athletic guys who don't know what they're doing. Right. You're good enough to play with us as a starting player, um, and and you would have been privileged to play with us, smart guys mm-hmm. that know how to win." That that's the what the average fan doesn't know. Everything's about machismo and jumping and dunking. <laughs> the, it's all just figured out, which right. is exactly when you go to Evan Mobley. And I said Lamar Odom, those guys didn't what Lamar never figured out how to mm-hmm. best dominate a game. Mm-hmm. He came closest when he was sixth man of the year for Phil and won a ring. Um that's what's up to the, the coaching now for Evan and that and the Spurs and Victors figure stuff out. How do we best take advantage of it's what the coaches should do, but players have to do it too.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, Derek Lively. So let's let's start with him th- yeah. in that game. Um, well, here's a question. Does Derek Lively have a chance? Yes. <laughs> what am I going to say? What's the question I would ask you? To be the starter for them, for Luka? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to ask if he has the chance not to, to be the most impactful
1: rookie oh, oh. this year. Yeah, I asked yeah, yeah, the question. Uh, right, yeah. Uh. Um God, that I don't know. I, I was just comparing to Victor and Wendy. And Chet, and Chet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, to Victor and Chet. Mm-hmm. Um I it's a it's a it's a fair question because uh neither of those guys have Luca. Right. It, it's, it's amazing. Right. And a 10 assists yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which so, is so not easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> of all the players that had double figure assists in their first game, all but one are max players or have been max players. Because Westbrook had thirteen. <laughs> he was terrific yeah, last night. He was. And um, and he's been obviously a, a high max player. Um, I don't know. De- Derek is, uh, he's got a real simple game. I-, I-, I wrote that he could be like this year's Walker Kessler, I although like Walker it. was older. I like it. Um, just protect the rim and dunk the ball. Thank you. Thank you. Just do that. You just
0: said pack only what you own.
1: Yep. He seems just keep it simple. He just yep. does that, right? That, yep. That's it. Super springy, bouncy dude. Has great – has very good hands up in the air. I don't know about his hands on the ground yet, but everything's in the air. He's catching. And I, I think I told you on the show, I've heard he's dunking everything in practice from Luka. And Luka threw a great lob him, like an overhand, 40-foot lob that he dunked. Yeah, he I think he had 20 points of the game with double-figure rebounds.
0: Listen – And Luka, finished the game. Luka was talking to Cassidy Hubbard after the game, and Cassidy asked him about Dirk Lavin. He was just like yeah. – uh after my before my first game as a rookie i had nerves whatever Derek didn't seem to have any he's like this guy's amazing i was like Ooh.
1: wow if
0: luca's giving them that kind of props wow. now oh. i don't know what that means because remember we talked about this early when we found out that he was probably going to start well is this because they're potentially having a mis-trade whatever who knows look I, now they
1: got to be like no this is a good thing we got to keep i here. think i think and I, I thought this a couple weeks ago because a month ago I thought trade bait. But two weeks ago I started thinking, no, no, they're just trying to show Luca what's next. So so here's one guy. Mm-hmm. We don't know about Jaden Hardy yet because nope, he is hurt. He's hurt. Miss mm-hmm. prosper we don't know because he is a rookie and didn't yeah, he play. Didn't play. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I have a feeling that Dallas people are thinking, we we want Luca to see this is the team we're gonna have. Athletic guys that have skill that play super hard that love the game um and and that's going to be our way to keep him and so derek looks like he's filled that bill uh richard holmes didn't play and i thought he might be able to find himself well maybe not it might be the derek lively show lively finish with
0: 16 points 10 rebounds 16 okay Uh, again i know we don't i agree with you is i don't judge single game plus minus but team high plus 20
1: uh, yeah, listen, it, it, you can add all the numbers together. Mm-hmm. If he was an efficient 16 yeah, and 10 rebounds mm-hmm. and plus 20-something, well, the indication of you know, the team was doing pretty good when he's on there. Correct. But the guy that's minus five but performed well, it's not mm-hmm. his fault right, probably. Right. That's all I'm ever saying. Yeah. yeah, Derek was huge for them yeah. last night. And uh, Western Conference fans of other teams, there's a little reason to be like, oh, Fuck, <laughs> Luca's not gonna leave. Yeah, if that if guy. All is. you want is a guy like that to yeah. jump to twelve feet mm-hmm. and rim protect, and he's got one. And again, because he's a
0: one, because he's a rookie. Two, because he doesn't have that in his game. He's not gonna be someone asking for the ball. It's no, just hell no. So hell it's no.
1: just right. you rim run. We'll, we'll we'll throw it up and get it to you. You know. And he was the number one player in his class, so he's 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 used to having some success and having some swagger. And then went to Duke. Oh, now yeah. he only averaged five points a game at Duke, but still. But they didn't have Luke on their team. Correct. They have Luke on their team. They scored a lot more. Uh, I also wrote this
0: on the doc. David Lucas still a killer. <laughs> it was pretty pretty awesome last night. I was like, yeah, you actually- really want
1: to live stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's amazing.
0: I was like, what is this guy doing? This is game one. Why? Is he th-
1: He's just everything is slow it's slow motion. Yes,
0: I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, and kill you. There, I can see it, David. They're trying to force him to speed up. I've it's, he, yeah, just, he he can't won't do it. He just he, they've been trying to speed up as he was twelve. It's like it's like nope. This is this is the pace we're moving. I'm like, this is incredible. Because he's so big and physical. So yeah, you, you can't yeah. take it from him. You can't push he him is, off the spot. Skilled. Yeah, and skilled. It's yeah. you know, this guy's amazing. And you know, the, the Kyrie symmetry thing seem to be seems to be getting some legs. They're getting, you know, a little better. Off ball he's working well.
1: I'm gonna hold off on that till they beat a team, not the Spurs. Well, yes. No, the Spurs, but there's just the Spurs. Right. They're they're but, not. Good yet. But, yeah, last night was fine. Kyrie's, Kyrie's never been the ball hog. No, he's not. That's not his problem. Right. It's yeah. You, it's the, it's all he the, might it's flake it. out for three weeks and <laughs> right. pull with Dennis Rodman to Vegas or something. <laughs> right. But yeah, he's not a ball hog at all.
0: Okay. Uh, um, should I be worried, David, about the Memphis Grizzlies offense? Nope. Okay, good
1: one game no call me in a week <laughs> if they're doing the week. same thing in a week then, then. I, I, yeah just uh, people can have bad games is yeah, so, so is that what you thought it was just bad shooting
0: games I'm like I just don't well, first of all i never been a fan of the Marcus Smart early in the shot clock pull-up threes even when he wasn't on my team and I was like you, you're alone in that I was like what are you doing why and doesn't look great I was really high on him I, I, I was not high on Jaron's offensive game uh, and, he had yeah, he cross, and I was like this, you know, but, but
1: one Val game, Ch- no, and no, Steven Adams matters. Yes. yes. And, uh, Zion matters. Yeah. And Brandon Ingram matters. And Valanchus matters. New Orleans is good. They're very good. They're very good. Yeah. I had him. I think win 42 games this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were good. Um, you want to just, as
0: we finish up talking about the games, just a, more superlatives on Shea and his game last night. Like he, someone texted me like, dude, you watching this Bulls game? I'm like, I got, I'm at a game. I got another game on my screen.
1: Like I I can't watch three games at once. I did not watch it. (laughs) I know he played really well. So well. Yeah. He's going to make a run for MVP. Well, uh,
0: as I said in my he he did finish top five last year. Again, if they, and they are the one team that has the things you need to get a disgruntled superstar. I'm not saying anything, but. Right.
1: There's there's
0: only one we know of. There might be more.
1: They can get a lot, for sure. Uh, uh, Our our editor, Travis, um, wrote an article about his fantasy team yesterday, Mm -hmm. and that was his first pick, and I gave him an A for it. Good job. Yeah, no. uh,
0: He's an excellent, excellent player. He's another one, David, that – can't speed him up either he just operates at his pace well he's already going
1: super fast a lot but yeah it's just all the best players can't be like and this is this is something you look at in high school is the guys that just play when teams were recruiting my son one thing they liked is we played super fast unless we weren't supposed to play real fast and he just knew how to play that's always what you want your guards to be able to do shay has got another gear offensively for Mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm. um but 10 assists is not something he did a lot of in his career
0: no that's a big deal
1: that's huge yeah no it's yeah.
0: OKC is for sure a, a, a fun team to watch. Definitely a, a yeah. top league pass yeah. team. Um, there was a, a clip that floated around, David, from Gilbert Arenas on his podcast, Um yeah. he talked about media members uh, and the changing criteria they use in, in Gilbert's um, opinion of protecting the game, but it then it minimizes current players or certain players that, and Victor, Victor Gilbert sees it as something sort of like. Intentional by the media. Whereas, if they want to push one guy forward, they're going to change the criteria that supports him, um, and it, it you know it negates players of the past. And I don't generally agree with what he's saying, although right. although he did say that you know if a guy is good in his era, you have to give him props for his era. And that part I do agree with. And this is something you and I have talked about. We have to stop comparing players across eras because one, comparisons thief of joy. Two, you're not comparing like to like. Like just because Bill Russell was a center doesn't mean you should compare him to Nikola Jokic. Like they were playing two different games of basketball in two different completely in completely different eras. So my whole thing about this is you can talk about an era and define it, you know, however it is, the 2010s, the O's, whatever, and you just compare who we played at the, when the game was roughly the same and who were the guys in that era. And when you want to talk about overall and all time, you can do an accomplishment list, right? Which is something totally different. Um, and that's fine. If you want to say, oh, look at this guy. He had 18 All-NBA. That's incredible. Like LeBron, yeah. that's That puts him up there with Kareem and everybody else who's had that many All-NBAs. But when you want to compare them player for player, you can't because the games are just so different.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like I, – there's nothing to add to that other than I like I like uh, Gilbert's mind is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like him making his thing about stuff like that. The media is not doing anything – as a homogeneous unit, right? You know, we all uh, homogeneous team. unit. We mm-hmm. all do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, the the, the game is—it's just no comparison. It there isn't. Just, everything is so different than it used to be. And uh, I don't think that, yeah, I don't love it when people media media as if we're a bunch of right um, a monolithic right. creature. We are certainly not. Just like the players right aren't. Um,
0: yeah, right. You know, and part of it too, David, is the older players have to stop doing that thing where they go, well, if they played my day, we just knock him on his ass and it's like guys, right. just stop saying that stupid shit. Like right. that's 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 combat sports. This is we're playing basketball. We're not playing right. MMA. This is
1: not going, and, and these you know. guys these guys what they put their bodies through is not quite the same as what you did cuz they're not getting punched in the face, <laughs> right. but it's still really hard all the time. They're not. I, these guys are not But soft.
0: getting punched in the face is not basketball. That's boxing. If you right. want to punch people in right. the face, go do that. Right.
1: <laughs> but most of these players grew up in areas where they've been in fights before. For sure. And we all play pickup basketball. These
0: fights happen all the time yeah. in pickup basketball.
1: Yeah. These guys are not soft. <laughs> no. We're not being soft at all.
0: Definitely not soft. Um... So so, uh, Rick Carlisle had some uh, interesting quotes about a favorite player of yours, T.J. McConnell. Um, Before we get into that, Rick Carlisle just got extended by the Indiana Pacers. So he'll be there through this rebuild very clearly. Um, And you thought that the way Carlisle communicated his feelings about McConnell not getting playing time um, is coaching, right? It's having difficult conversations, but being able to communicate it. Well, in a way that the player still is professional, does what they have to do. And let's be clear, there are players who will still be professional anyway if their coach is bad, because that's how they are. But as a coach, communication is one of your, I mean, if you're bad at that, you're probably not a very good
1: coach. And a lot of them are bad. So it's not that I thought what you just said, it's what Rick said. Rick said, coaching is just making a bunch of hard-ass decisions. Um, Yeah, the problem is, we're bringing this up for two reasons. One it's just a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, TJ had a career year last year. Mm-hmm. For, for like forty percent from three or something like that. He's never a good shooter. He, he he's not a novelty act. He's not just a little white dude. He's really good, and is pesky on defense. Mm-hmm. And last year had this great mm-hmm. shooting year, and had a great preseason. Uh, helped that Andrew Nemhard, their backup one and starting two last year, was out with with a health issue and um, only played his last preseason game. And so, what Rick said after the game when Andrew Andrew came in like six minutes ago in the first mm-hmm. quarter after one practice and one preseason game, had eight and seven at halftime. Yep, you're looking good. F- finished with 12 and 10. And then after the game, Rick said, it's one of the hardest conversations he's ever had. He said, he almost, I was almost brought to tears. TJ McConnell deserves to play. He's good enough to play. But I've got this burgeoning star that we dropped in the second round. And my best player on the team is a point guard. Like, I can't have three. Right, Something's got to give. It's TJ for now. And the fact that TJ, he's a big, this is Rick talking, huge fan of Hard. He said he's one of the most iconic Indiana players, what Rick said about TJ. And he took it professionally. And then the other interesting thing to to say this before we talk about where TJ might go one day is Rick said um, teams really need him. But uh, we do too. And at the end of the day, we have to do what's best for the team. And then, of course, I'm listening to this thinking, that's not what his agent's thinking, yeah, right? Yeah, and then he said that yeah, <laughs> he yeah. said, "I'm sure his agent doesn't agree with that." <laughs> and so, to the at some point, sorry, Rick, you can't just sit on this asset because
0: right. he's a human moved. being. Yeah, it's going to get moved, and he wants
1: to play. Mm-hmm. And there are teams that really need him. Sure do. Uh, I, I, who I don't know, Phoenix, yeah, Philadelphia, yep, you know, Miami, yep. There's some good team that uh, Toronto mm-hmm. that can that can contend. Exactly what I was thinking but, of. Yeah, so. Um, if that's good for Indiana. You're gonna get something. Yeah, for you're sure. You're gonna get an expiring deal or or a young player that's not working out so well. And it's a Cam Reddish and the Lakers kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, who looked good. I thought the other day looked okay. Yeah, defensively yeah, got yeah, a chance. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, this is I like what Rick said about this is head coaching making some hard ass decisions. And then the communicating part that isn't coming. And the NBA a lot of these figure it out. You'll find out if you're in the rotation when we play. I don't love that, but that's the reality. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's the reality of it, though.
0: Can't talk to your guys? I mean, come on. Yeah, a lot of them don't. Um, Did you see the Pacers last night? I mean, it's the Wizards. I know. They stink. But 143
1: points. What are the Wizards doing? (laughs) Tanya Shows is good. Kuzma is good. Jordan Poole, I'm not sure about. (laughs) Uh, As a winner. As a winner. (laughs) Right, right. uh, uh, Daniel Gafford good. Yeah. Denny Diaz, solid. Like, guys, just below. I think Balling has scored three points. He's going to be really good. It's going to take some years. Yeah. just be the next OKC, be the next Houston, be the next Utah. Trade all these guys. I think you're right. Let these tie. Has shown these Delon Wright's good. All these guys can help contenders. Let them go play for great teams. I think that's
0: you're, what I you're said. Dead on 100%. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we go, James Harden came to work yesterday, David. Um, and the, the, the 76ers said okay, but you won't be flying with us to Milwaukee to play tonight. Why don't you stay back here and get yourself conditioned and all that because you're not quite ready. You've been away from the team for a while. There were some reports out there that his mother might have been ill, um, which is part of the reason why he's away. I don't know what's true, what's not. Um, Look, all this is is we're just waiting until the trade comes, right? This is is all just waiting until the trade comes, which, you know, Daryl's waiting on getting exactly what he wants, and he usually does. That's usually his game. Um, but again, as I said before, eventually constantly being asked about this is going to start wearing on nurse and yeah. Embiid, and they're going to get, they're going to get pissed at some point and be like, yeah. stop asking about this shit. Let's get.
1: Yeah. Thing. And then even if he does come back to play cause he loves to play, mm-hmm. they're still going to get the questions.
0: Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with that. All right, guys, this weekend should be fun. We got games, uh, all, all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday should be super exciting. Some good stuff. Early season trends, like David says, don't freak out. It's one game, one of 82. But if your team's still doing the same bad shit after a week, well, maybe maybe start being like, okay, it might be something to be concerned about over there. All right, guys, take care.